Hello, hello, and welcome back, my Yankee Yiddos. We're here for another week, another win in this Tottenham Hotspur season. Um, our first early match of the season for me on the West Coast, 4.30. Um, and for you guys, I got my good friends Matt and Nick. What time was kickoff for you guys? We'll start with you, Nick. 6.30 a.m. 6.30. Was it easy to wake up for? Was it an easy roll call? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. There we go. It's never, it's never hard to get up for a Tottenham match. I will say it was a little bit hard for me to get up. But my first <laughs> alarm went off at 4 a.m. And I was like, if I go back to sleep, I'm not, I'm not going to get back up. I had like 10 alarms set, but I just forced myself to wake up at 4. It was really hard. Those 30 minutes felt like a full match themselves. <laughs> but it was cool. Once the, you know, the lineup was already out, everything, yeah, it was exciting. Uh, what time is that for you, Matt? Is it all- 7.30. 7.30? There we go. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. All right, well, how are you guys doing tonight? We got another win to discuss. Yeah, feeling great. Pretty, yeah, feeling pretty good. I mean, not much to be t- upset about. Things are going, going well. There we go. And we'll definitely talk about it probably at the end of the show, but we got big things coming up, things to be excited about midweek. Champions League is back, boys, and your team, the Tottenham Hotspurs, are in there. So excited. The draw's tomorrow, so get your, get your scorecards, your bingo cards out. We're going to do our draw at the end of the show. Um, but to kick it off, let's start with, you know, we usually start with the lineup, all things like that, but our Delhi Double has big things to do with the lineup, so we're going to start there. Last week's Delhi Double, we had two. Two points up for grab. You didn't have to get both. You can get one if you like. Um, first one, will Perisic start or will Young start? We got two losers and one winner on this uh, one. Uh, actually, we got two losers and two winners. So I'm looking oh. at the losers. Community was on the, uh, oh, ouch. On the up that? and up. <laughs> what did you say? The community was on the up and up. The community was right. So we actually only have one person that did 100%, and that was the community. So big ups to you guys online. I know I voted in it, but I voted with my heart, just like I did here. So I I pulled Mm. the ratio down. But (laughs) I'll write these down really fast. So yeah, so I want to pass this to you guys. Uh, Matt, I'm going to start with you. Again, you didn't predict Parasage to start. Um. What, why do you think he started, or do you think it was a good call in the end uh, for Conte? I mean, the... clear is a good call. Like, Paris has played well. Um, there we go. I, I, I much rather would have seen him in the Chelsea game, and I think his experience could have led there, and I would have gotten another point. Um, and I'm glad yeah. to see him getting game time. But, uh, yeah, no, it, it, I'm not surprised that he started. I was just off by a week. Um I, I knew Conte would try to start building him into the team slowly, just yeah. a little bit slower than I expected. Yeah, I think we all could have used his services uh, against Chelsea um, and definitely his experience. Um, and again, we can talk about the whole match and everything, but Nick, what were your thoughts on Ivan's first start, his debut at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium? Uh, I thought it was a solid, solid outing. He did a lot of good things. 
Uh, I didn't do anything terribly wrong by any means. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's solid. I don't think he did anything wrong. Uh, <laughs> it'd be nice to see him get a little bit more consistent, but, I mean, that's going to come with more minutes. Well, then, I'm, I'm going to further that question a little bit more and just stick on the topic of uh, Ivan Papa Perisic. Um, <laughs> so, for me, this is something maybe we'd ask this at the end of the match, but for me, Ivan was the man of the match, in my opinion. Probably the most consistent on the field, the biggest threat on the field throughout the whole game. And then also, um, and then also he gets the assist. Would you guys not give him the man of the match, or would you guys still consider that? What are your thoughts on the man of the match? Is Ivan, is he your man of the match or no? No, nah, for me, he wasn't a man of the match for me. Um, I. I would have to say, for me, it would be Decky again. Um, I think he played really well on the right, and he was a constant threat. He played in a bunch of really good uh, crosses and and probing passes. Um, and I think if any of the ones that he had put in had connected, it'd, it'd be a lot easier for a lot more people to get on board with it. It just, I mean, Perisic played a, a really good flick on header um, for the goal, but I don't. I think he made a, a few good runs. Um, it's just, I don't think it was, I think it was more of a second half performance from Perisic than it was. Well, definitely a second half performance for all of, all of Spurs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. Fair. But Nick, so whether it's Perisic or not, who was your man of the match? I probably would have given it to Kane. Really? Yeah. I mean, I definitely appreciate his goal and it was a world-class goal. We'll get to it. But I didn't think I saw too much out of him throughout the match. Like, what else would you give to him in that, you know, what what else adds up for you? I think he got into another couple, but two or three really good spots. He hit the crossbar at one, one other point, and I think he had one other really good opportunity to get himself into. And, and that's He also played pretty... in a really good ball to uh, Sanchez, who missed the, missed the header. Yeah, I was gonna say that too. So he had he had a little bit of both ends. I mean, it wasn't his best performance by any means, but I thought he played well. Considering I don't think as a team we played well except for the second half. So I yeah. don't think the bar for man of the match was set anything dependently high. So yeah, it would be hard to give anyone just a man of the match off of yeah, like a full game's performance because definitely a game of two halves. And and I believe I mean, the the club yeah. gave Kane man of the match, right? And then the uh, did. the vote the vote was for Perisic. Oh, I'm not sure about the vote, but I know the club definitely gave it to uh, to Harry Kane. I, I think it was. I think it went to Perisic for the vote, and which shows just you know like how all over the place it was. It wasn't a definite man of the match for sure. Yeah, yeah. no one no one stood out. Mm-hmm. See, and I think uh, I will disagree a little bit. Because I do think for me, Perisic was the only one standing out compared to a lot of people. I mean, Sun was absent again. Oh, he, uh, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. Not horrible. I mean, he, he, he hit the post once um, and he was moving. But I think, again, it's like it's still early season. And a lot of these players, even when you just add in like a Perisic, you start to see his qualities. And players like Kane, Sun, everyone up top are still getting used to, are going to be getting used to, like, what he can provide. I feel like, th- like, there was a lot of chances for Ivan, but even all of them, like, there just wasn't that last connection yet. Um, 
But I think very soon that's going to change. People are going to really understand the abilities that he has and just like where to be when they see him look up and stuff like that. Yeah, he did have a really good uh, cross that came right into uh, to Sanchez again, who yep. who missed who missed it a, a second time. Um, it was really close. Like we had a bunch of chances that were just right there on the cusp, and it really could have turned the game on its head. Then again, yep. you know, I'm sure we'll get into it. But Wolves had a lot of chances that if they had any more quality, we would have been buried. But yep. Yeah, so uh, talking, let's finish up these deli doubles and we'll jump straight into it. So the other one, which uh, is kind of like a gimme, would would Richarlison start? You both said no. Um, I said yes. I was more uh, hopeful. I was not wrong. a gimme. I apologize. <laughs> but you know, again, big ups to the to the listeners, to everyone online. Um. So. Public won this round. You know, the audience, y'all got two. We each take home one point from this week. It's kind of nice doing the two deli doubles. Gives a little bit more action, but we might do that a few times. We'll see what happens. Um, I don't have the scorecard right in front of me, but I think with that, that puts the public mm. over everyone else. Um, three it, weeks well, in. It puts me at one. It puts <laughs> both of you at two, and then the public at three. There we go. All right, I'm writing right. it down. You guys, yep. you guys had the first week. Uh, I don't oh, think oh, I none of us had the first week. Excuse me. Yeah. yeah. Last last week we uh, we we were we were wrong on on my end, and then uh, I was right. Both both of you were correct. There we go. Then we each <laughs> took one this week. There we go. Well, we got the Yankee Yiddos taking the lead. The listeners showing us what the truth is. But all right, so that was the easy one. Uh, he did come in in the second half. We'll talk about Richarlison in a little bit. But jumping yes, to the match, um, as you were saying, that uh, Wolves did have a lot of chances, and that first half was a little bit scary. Um, it was pretty back and forth. I think the only chances we were having were coming from Parasich down the left. Like he would sometimes get a little break. Um, but that the new player, I don't remember his name specifically, but uh, the young guy for Wolves like Mendez or something like that. Um, he was killing it. He was finding all the spaces on the field. He played 90 minutes in his debut, and he was a little bit scary. Uh, what were your thoughts on the first half? Matt, I'm going to start with you with the multiple chances that they had and then just kind of like the lack that we were showing. It. I mean, we looked tired, but I'm, I'm going to just like let you go. What were your thoughts on that first half? Nope, I think you're on mute. I think uh, that um, a lot of it was just us reeling from the Chelsea game and trying to to get into trying to play our game again, which I think we we saw happen in the second half. Yeah, um, it kind of felt like we were sitting back and trying to absorb pressure a little bit rather than than going out there and attacking like we should. So, like we we kind of were touched on it earlier. What are your thoughts on? I mean, three games into the season. And basically, when we were absorbing pressure, like there was no outlet. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on like again Sonny's performance and, and even Kane in that same question of just like our forward targets? Um, Matt, I'm gonna stick with you on this one, but like, like, how are you feeling first half with really just the lack of performance from our attacking players? 
Yeah, I mean, Sun was, uh, like you said earlier, kind of invisible. He didn't play well. He um, he wasn't really getting onto these like big open runs that he's he's known for. And uh, he um, it just even Kane wasn't really kind of playing in that dropped back like false nine position to be able to play those outlet passes and be that link up play yeah. or to play it down to the right to, to Decky on a, on a run. Like we saw at the end of the last season, a lot and a lot of reasons yeah. why Decky was so successful was just that, that one key pass we were missing. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, you know, I, I don't know if that's just, you know, we've got to ease back into it and get our players back used to playing with each other. I mean, yep. even at the beginning of last season, Kane was in a huge slump, and it it really fell on on the rest of the team to to carry us through. And then once Kane found his form, you know, we had a kind of a, a, a lightning pairing between him and Son. So, yep. um, I'd, I'd like to see us get back to that, and especially if we can incorporate other attacking threats with like Sessegnon and, and Perisic down the left, or even Royal, who's been playing much better this season than he did last year or Darty oh, if he can yeah. return to that form um where he was like world class last year. Yeah. I think it'd be it'd be a lot easier to unlock those those breaking runs that, that we were so successful with. I think we'll still struggle against low blocks and, and teams with a, a lot of high press. Um even if we do unlock that capability and I'd be interested to see what kind of tactical changes Conte does to try to combat that. You know, we, I think we saw like a, a change in uh, the shape against Chelsea to try to combat that. And it led yeah. to some second half success. So it was Charleston. Maybe huge. Four, four, three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For Charleston being able to put us into a four, four, three, I think is going to be big to yeah. have some variance and not just be kind of like a, a single dynamic or a, a non-dynamic team, you know? Yeah. Dynamic. That's what we need. Um, yeah. so, uh, Your favorite word. <laughs> on the same uh, same question, but like pass this over to you, Nick. Nick, do you see any specific causation of like why these forward players aren't producing yet? I mean, Matt was saying kind of like, you know, kind of reeling from the Chelsea game still a little bit. But is there anything else? I, I, I kind of have a, like a specific thought in my head that I'm going to say in a second. But do you have any like while you're watching it? knowledge or like or like uh inside look of what's going on that's like this needs to get a little bit better you know i i feel like it's like the standard thing that maybe i've been piping on and mm-hmm. trying to hit home is the midfield i yep. <laughs> i thought hoiberg played pretty good in the first half like i thought he was one of the more progressive passers actually if i'm being honest i mean he didn't always hit on it but he was, looked like he was trying to break lines and move the ball forward and quickly yep. um Bentecourt, I thought, looked really poor at doing that in the first half. Picked it up a lot in the second half, and Hoiberg kind of settled back it down a little bit in that aspect. Mm-hmm. But I think that is a big part of kind of what's going on with the midfield. Yeah. We're not there's no link up there. Yeah. Um, that said, though, Matt, I agree with you and Matt that Sun has been kind of absent for the most part. Hasn't been making the same runs, and Kane didn't hasn't really been dropping deep either. I don't know if yep. that's a tactical thing this year so far or what, but yeah, I do wonder if that's something Conte has, has mentioned to them or if that's something that just, they haven't co- gotten comfortable yet in the season doing. Yeah. Um, I surely hope not. Cause Kane was yeah. dynamite in, in that dropping back role last year. He really unlocked yeah. a lot and of play we, with his passing. They like 
liked him to do that or kind of like was encouraging it more. Um, so yeah, hopefully you're exactly right. Hopefully that's not the case. I mean, it could just be we've been struggling with the press. Our press hasn't been great, so maybe we're not getting the ball turned over where Kane's deep enough in there. Yeah, and I mean, we also go for it. We, we also missed uh, Romero with those deep probing runs into the the boxes. Correct. That's very true. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, when, <laughs> Romero Sorry. was one of our main attackers in in both the other games. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you're right. And Nick, I fully agree with you. That's basically exactly what I was going to say about um, our midfield. It did seem like Hoybier was pulling the strings for a while in a good way. There was a there was a highlight reel that Spurs put out on Instagram of Hoybier's play. Uh, last match and I mean there's some really good looking passes there was some really good looking runs and so I can see that he's getting better and highly appreciate it but um it's just one of those things where if it's Hoybier and Bentoncourt they both can do it but it's not their like main protocol you know like I feel like if it's Kevin De Bruyne it's like every time he touches the ball he's gonna be looking to like find the perfect pass but with both of them that's just not the main goal so i don't know i feel like it's a little bit that will be a little bit maybe we'll find someone before the transfer window's over <laughs> we'll touch on transfers here before we end but um I, I don't know it does seem like they're a little bit slow in the middle kind of yeah, close that whole forward progression yeah we've been slow too though I, I agree actually that's a good point i feel like moving the ball we've been pretty slow when we start yeah. to play play quicker uh, quicker moving passes, one-time passes, we've been a lot more efficient. Yeah. And, I mean, we can kind of, like, speed forward because not much happened in that first half. Ends nil-nil. Wolves have a few chances. Um, we had a few chances. We hit the post. It was, like, one of the last things of of the first half. And then they Who actually got that too. Like, the, the game was starting to pick up. Um, but, so, Nick, I'm going to throw it back to you. Second half begins. It's a whole different game. So, what the hell did Conte tell them in the, in the locker room? To be decisive and quick and just go. Yeah. I think that was the thing. We were, they weren't diddle dallying, looking for the right thing. They just they kind of made their space, took the space yep. where they could. I thought that was the big thing. We were aggressive. We were trying to get first to the ball. The the press was finally working and a lot more efficient. I think that yep. was the big difference. We were all over in that second half. It, Night and day difference. Yeah. And uh, so, Matt, I want to ask you this. How proud of you or, like, what are your thoughts on the ability of us to to switch up? Like, go in there, Conte's like, what the hell's going on? And they're like, I don't know. And then it's, you know, night and day. Um, is that something to be worried about? Or is that something that, you sh- that we should be like, okay, Conte has their ear, or at least he's able to sit them down and, and pull them, you know, pull them back together. What are your thoughts on that night and day difference and basically whatever happened in the locker room? I, well, I think first of all, it's a, a sign of a, a great manager that can affect the flow of a team at halftime. Um, True. You know, True. you can have your strategies and, and everything and that's all well and good, but if you can't adapt and you can't get the team to be on board with your adaptations and, and affect change, then, yeah, you know, <laughs> anyone could could be a manager um but luckily yeah it's, it's nice to to be able to do that the, the only i don't even want to say worrying but it would be it'd be nicer if our if our players could um 
pick up on those changes uh, just from the coaching on the sideline um, yeah. and, and hearing hearing his shouts and 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 making changes on the fly. Um, yeah. But I don't know how much that is going to be a product of of time and familiarity with Conte, and and I think we'll grow into that. Um, and, and then how much of a product that's just going to be. How much effect can you really have from the sideline? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's very difficult. Um, but as you're saying, I mean, we see many managers that you go into the ha- into halftime and nothing changes. <laughs> they come yeah. out deflate, uh, deflated. But uh, it was obviously night and day from the second the second half started. I mean, we had chance after chance, and it was getting closer. Um, and as we were talking about with, like, the effect – at halftime, he did that without making changes. So essentially, right. it was him. You know, it was whatever he said. Um, yeah. And again, just talking about like you know him as just being a great manager. It's also just great to see because it's still pretty early in his tenure at Tottenham. Like he's been here for a little while, but it, it's kind of just showing like okay, these players do listen to him now. Like it's it's the early phase is almost over. Like he this is his locker room. There's nothing else. Like. Um, very so, uh, looking at the second half, we were getting closer and closer, and then so two things: Papa Perisic. Um, the thing that caused the corner was his uh, was his take down the left, and then yep. beautiful step over that we'll all remember. And then he tries to cut in; he does. He's not able to cut in, but. You know, it tries to cut in, and then it goes out. And so, beautiful little play, and then it causes a corner. I want to say something about the corner, where throughout the game, because Perisic was in the whole time, we were having a lot of corners. And at first it was sunny, but then Perisic took some. It was nice to see them going back and forth on, like, who's going to take it, when, where, what side, all these different things. And that's just a huge come up from, as we all know, uh, near post Erickson our first man, Erickson. And so that's a huge goal. You know, two goals off corners, but all right, so Sonny sends it in. Pop where up. Does, where did Sonny's, Sonny's cross go? Near post, short? It was, it was yeah. near post, exactly where it needed to be. But it beat the first man, that's the key. Or the Paris first man. was the first man. I think I don't think this is on purpose. Okay, I think we're seeing dividends from our our uh, introduction of having a a set piece coach who's renowned for for getting results. Though you know we we've gotten multiple points now that we should have goals. gotten. Yeah, yeah, off of off of like what was honestly one of our biggest weaknesses last year. Terrible offense and defense was. It was just pieces. it was just a throw in for the whenever we got a quarter. <laughs> I never, yeah, like, kick. <laughs> I, I never got excited about a, a corner. I'm like, ooh, we might steal steal one here. Nope, nope. There's no point in getting even excited. It's a Tottenham corner kick, <laughs> right? So, I think I think we're seeing. So maybe it was on purpose. Maybe Perisic was meant to be there to cause a flick on. Um, it's hard yeah. to, hard to say. And I think maybe once we see more, more. corners taken, right, we can start to see yeah. patterns develop and see whether or not that was. A plan, like a, a, yeah, like a planned attack. 
mm-hmm. near post. Uh, but it, now, it, it worked well. So. Right? I mean, how would the run by Kane, though? Yes, here, yeah. wait. We'll get there in one second. One second. I'll pass it right to you. But whether uh, it was planned or not, uh, Ivan Perisic definitely knew what he was doing. I mean, he got to that near post, like from seeing the ball in midair. Got to the near post, knows he's not going to score with this, but knows exactly what he needs to do. And then pass it over to you, Nick. How about that run from Harry Kane? I mean, it was, it was about a one-yard run, but damn. All right. <laughs> no, that's just that cut. He yes. just shook Collins. Collins was having a good game, and then all of a sudden that happens, and yes, acres of space. Yeah, no, it, was, it looked like he had five yards in a six-yard box of space. Yeah, he's, well, he's, he's got to be offside. Run. Yeah, he exactly. He shook the whole team, though. I mean, Collins was on him, but you see on that last move, the whole team and the goalie is all going forward as he's becoming the only one available. Um, and again, with Perisic's flick on, it wasn't like a, a tap or anything. Like it was a pop up and literally just like a lob into the into the area. It's like if there's any striker, yeah. you know. And then world class Harry Kane. I mean that. Uh, as you were saying, like if we with this new coach, this new uh, set piece coach, that movement from Harry Kane, he's he's good in the box, but I mean that was a few steps ahead than yeah. we've seen him um so yeah we'll see with hopefully more corners and more goals uh you know how planned or how practiced this really is or if it's just maybe two flukes at the beginning of the season <laughs> yeah if we see that same little move <clears throat> on the near post flick again then we definitely know they do this by design <laughs> we oh, see yeah. the, goal, the exact goal again <laughs> yeah only yeah, assume I'll see that goal every week if we need to. Yeah, I don't. I won't complain, even <laughs> yeah. if it's on accident. I won't yeah. complain. Right. Yeah. And I just want with, results. With that goal, um, Harry Kane scores his two hundred and fiftieth goal for Spurs, and then his one hundred and eighty fifth goal in the Premier League, which is the most, and, and passes Sergio Aguero because they were tied. Now he's yep. above Sergio Aguero for all-time goal scores and uh, is the most for one team, which is yep. a great fucking stat. Again, I was saying it last week when we were playing Chelsea. This is why I'm a Spurs fan. There's reasons why I love Spurs, and this is the stuff I love. Bre- breaking records is random, but just having players like that on your team, mm-hmm. you know, obviously we love the man. He's one of our own. Um Matt, I'm gonna pass it to you. With with all of these records breaking, like how far can Kane go this season? You know, there's a few like milestones that if he really kicks off, he can he can cross some some big records. You think uh, uh, this year, or or we need him one more to really get him going? I think we definitely need one more to see the biggest of records get broken. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna be breaking the. Uh... The, the all-time goal-scoring record, right? Um, not oh. this year, maybe not even next year, but I think he's definitely on track to do it. And uh, you know, maybe he can move up a place now that he's he's passed Rooney on the uh, the all-time goal-scoring list. Um, but yes, I think I think it's uh it's what I'm more excited about than any potential individual goals that Kane can. Can break uh, is his attitude and 
how much he's enjoying playing with Conte. And, you know, hopefully we can see him extend and really cement himself as as a Tottenham player for his career. Yeah. Legend. Go down the Ledley King route, right, and, and yeah. just be a, a one-club player. That, to me, even if he never breaks the, the all-time goal-scoring record, I'd, I'd be happier just to see. And it would really, I, I don't know, like last year I had a lot of reservations about how he acted during the summer and stuff, and it would really, um, I think, pay back what I feel like he kind of took from us at the beginning of last year if he were to extend. So that's what I want to see happen more than anything else. No, that's a great shout-out. You're exactly right. <clears throat> Nick, obviously, you want to see him here? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you don't see loyalty much these days. So yeah. to see him pretty much stay at time his entire career would be pretty – or all but maybe a couple of years. So I'm sure he'll probably play in the MLS or try to kick in the NFL. <laughs> we'll take you in the NFL. That'll be fine. Uh, he can come be a uh, Los Angeles Rams so I can see him. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, he's so talented. But we'll, we'll get off that. <laughs> but, yeah, so basically, 1-0, Perisic to Kane, beautiful goal. Um, really what we like to see, because it wasn't a fluke, whether it was planned or not, it was a team goal. Um, it wasn't like a tap-in or anything. And it wasn't like... It was a scrappy game that we scrapped away with three, or like, you know, got away with three points. We got that goal. We could have scored earlier in the half, and we could have scored later in the half. I mean, really, even though it was a small scoreline, 1 0, you know, maybe a little bit scary at the end. So, actually, before we finish up this, because again, not much happened in this game, and we got more to talk about. But, Nick, I'm going to start with you, and then Matt, just same, same question. But, did you guys get nervous at the end? Was there any part of our play that was like, oh no, oh no? Plain and simple for me, I wasn't. There wasn't, not like overconfident, but I wasn't too nervous. Nick, did you get any Spursy feelings? Uh, trying to remember. Maybe a little Spursy feeling, but not nothing too much. <laughs> I thought we felt pretty good on Mike, but I'm like, no, we're not dropping points right now. Yes, okay. yes. Because I feel like, as you were saying, like it wasn't a scrappy victory kind of thing, but it was also yeah. one that was, we fought hard for, right? Like, wasn't going our way a lot of the time, um, and we we focused up and and you know pushed on through and got three points, which is like, again, I feel like a character building result here. Right? Like, good for the season for us to like grind through some of these more difficult games that we don't play absolutely amazing, you know, yeah. and and then still get the points. Get the yeah. point on the road at Chelsea like last week. I think these are big for building chemistry and you know just kind of a cult like a, a team identity. Like we can yes, you no, know, so. and getting those other names and faces on the field to make it a team identity, not just mm-hmm. like a Harry Kane FC identity or something like that. Um, Matt, did any flutters go through your stomach? Were you nervous at all? Yeah, one hundred percent. And and this is. This is going to be painful to say because it's going to give you so much hope and optimism. But <laughs> it was the moment that Adama came on to the pitch is when I started to get nervous. And it's yeah. not because <sighs> I think that it, was, it wasn't. A, it was two seconds before when he was finished oiling himself oh, up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Once he got the baby oil, yeah. But it, it's not because I think that Traore is a great player and I don't think he should come to Spurs at all. But. He has this ability 
to just show up against us and just ruin games where we were winning and we had points in the bag. And that to me, and, and even then during his play, he was making great runs and getting past players, but then he did yep. the typical Traore thing and he could not finish a ball to save his life. And then I felt a lot better, but yeah, um, yeah, that when he came on, I was like, man, this is really just going to be where we lose it. Isn't it? Yeah. He's going to make us eat our words about him. See, he yep. I mean, yeah, he came on and remind me of the name, but the, the Mexican forward, I can't think of his name at the moment. Raul? Uh, Raul Jimenez? Yeah, Raul Jimenez. Yeah, who I, I love him. I just, I was having a brain fart. But they both Never. came on. They're both able to to do something to us. And, and I like, I mean, obviously you guys know I like Chiore. Um, He did a typical Chiore. But even with, um, yeah, with Jimenez, I was more nervous when he came on. But uh, Spurs looked good. They didn't, like, really, like, crumble or break apart or anything. And then one of the most exciting parts that I would like to mention is when we started putting people on, like Richarlison, things like this. Yeah. I mean, these were threats. The last season, we really have to always remember, like last season, at that time in any game, there was no <laughs> one to put on. Harvey White, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Dame Bergwijn Scarlet. would be on. Like you could, a good shout-out would be Bergwijn, but he never came on. So it's not like it was more that was. You know, yeah, Lucas. It was, it was Lucas. Lucas and Winks. Like, oh, there's our subs. We're done. Yeah, it's like they might make a mistake or two, and that might cost us three points or two points at least. You know, and, and now, then we would now we, we would also on. bring on like Royal or Sanchez or just like another yeah. kind of like of the first team squad that is you know like for like and it wasn't it wasn't an exciting substitution. Yeah, we had to bring to come on. <laughs> now we get to bring on names like Basuma and Riz Charlson, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I mean, really, with that whole statement that I just said, like, so a lot of times it would be a game like this and we just wouldn't sub anyone. Like, essentially, Harry Kane yeah. and go 90 minutes and so would everyone else. Hoybier, Eric Dyer, you know. And now you see, I mean, we had Sonny come off in like the 70th minute. And that was awesome. <laughs> I love yeah. Sonny. He wasn't having his best performance, but just the fact, and it's, it's a like for, well, it's an attacking player for an attacking player. And as we were just discussing, just discussing uh, a great, I mean, basically an upgrade, you know, a switch up and a positive move. So yeah, these are huge things. Um, I am very excited for this season and to see all of those players start to come in. And this is such a difference from the Spurs that we're used to. Um, so basically, Kind of wrapping that up, we get the, the win, 1-0. Um, thinking about our bench real fast, before we jump into Champions League, we could knock this out real fast. Do you guys think we need to bring anyone else in? I mean, we're three games in. There's about a week left in the, cha- in the transfer market. Um, looking at, you know, Kuti gets injured. Now we have Sanchez. What if Dyer gets injured? You know, like, is there anyone else? Is there any position that, like, three games in, you're like, okay, this is still necessary. And then are there any names? Uh, Matt, we're going to start with you this time. But, like, so a position that's lacking and maybe a a person that could fill it. What are your thoughts? We were talking about a few before we, you know, started recording. But, yeah. 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 Creative attacking midfielder is a position that we need most. Yeah. Um, And... 
somebody like Malinowski or Gordon would be the people that I would want to bring in. Yeah. So I don't know anything about this guy, Malinowski. Can you tell me something? <laughs> uh, from- he scored a banger recently. <laughs> um, there we go. No, he, he just he seems like a player that really wants to come here. He's a little bit older. I think he's 30, uh, if I remember correctly. Um, so it'd be kind of bringing in a more experienced player, not somebody long term, but okay. um, it would at least give us a, an option to uh, kind of explore the market either in the winter, which I, I don't think there will be much of one, or in the mm-hmm. summer again, um, and really kind of let Conte feel out who he wants and, and build the team there. Um, so I'm not necessarily opposed to bringing in these uh, more experienced players um, for, for short-term games. Kind of and fill the gap right now. Yeah, fill, fill the gap. Um, especially, you know, with the War Chest, you know, $150 million extra. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really haven't even dipped into that. We've had actually, yep. once again, like, even though we've made a bunch of really big moves and gotten a lot of players that, you know, we feel like are, yeah. are what our, our manager wants and are not, like, our typical strategy when it comes to to signing mm-hmm. players especially early and everything mm-hmm. um we're we've had a very financially responsible yeah like like summer so uh, very levy nice. <laughs> yeah Le- like it, it it feels like levy's hands have been in it even though <laughs> looking at the quality and, and timing and everything it, it doesn't feel like a levy but yeah. Yeah, we haven't waited the last minute to try to get the best deals possible and teams are trying to yeah. offload um yeah with that being said, I mean, we're talking about it. Do you think that we will get anyone else in? I'm going to leave this with you, Matt, and then I'll get the same, you know, prediction or like questions to you, Nick. But do you yeah. think we'll get anyone else in? in this I think last we'll definitely week? make make at least one more signing, if not two. Um, okay. And then I think we'll also see some players leave. Um, yes. I, I think we'll, we'll see he'll go to Valencia on loan. Um, I, I think that's pretty close to being done. Mm-hmm. Um and I wouldn't be surprised to see see Winks moved on as well. Um, but it also doesn't look like there's necessarily a whole bunch of uh, desire for him. Um, and then I think maybe maybe Reggie as well. Yeah. So. yeah I think Reggie, Reggie, Winks, Tanganga essentially on their way out. Um, Gil, they were saying that they might keep him, which I would not be opposed to at all. I think I saw oh. he's on loan to Valencia again for a year. It's already yeah. happened. I know. I know they're talking. About yeah, he went to Valencia um, last a couple days year. Ago. Well, I mean, as well, yeah, went, like, oh, okay, a couple yeah. days ago um, okay. to 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 actually like work out the deal. So I'm pretty sure he'll end up going. Um, Mind that it's at just all. not not yeah. final final. Um, yeah. I just hope in any of these loans, they're always like, I mean, except for. In Dombele, like you can just go, but <laughs> um, just that Disagree. there's a call, like if we need you at winter, we can call you back. Usually that's in there, but sometimes it's not. Um, yeah. And actually, recall, uh, yeah, yeah, recall clause. Um, but now, all right, same questions over to you, Nick. What positions are lacking? Maybe the same position, and then what names are are you aspiring for? Uh, no, I mean it's pretty similar to Matt. I think. Uh, like a more attacking center midfielder for sure mm-hmm. is definitely a need. I mean, like, like I've been saying, I feel like we're missing something in the midfield. It seems a little bit too conservative back there. So, or in there. So yes. Um, With Basuma. 
Even with Basuma, it'll still be. Yeah, we could use. Yeah, we could definitely use someone a little bit more attacking. Someone to help break lines. Um, I'm just trying to think of a name. I can't think of a name right now. Madison? Madison would be a good one. I don't know if he's still yeah. on. He would be fantastic. I mean, he would be really good fit for that role. Plus, he can yeah, hit free I kicks. I don't think they're moving on him at all, though. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, and they're gonna they're gonna ask a lot. I mean, they're asking for eighty mil for uh, or I think a hundred for Fofana. Yeah, that's you United want them. So. What? Yeah, the, I think they rejected eighty, or was it Chelsea? Might have been Chelsea. They rejected like an eighty million dollar bid. What? That is crazy. <laughs> So. Yeah, I mean, inflation is real, y'all. <laughs> but inflation yeah. is real. But yes, yeah, so uh, and then yeah. I do have a signing though. I think is a long-term sign that I think we should explore, and that's uh, signing Paxton Aronson. Yes, <laughs> dude. I okay. may yes, go on, please. Sign, up, <laughs> sign him, loan him back to Philadelphia, let him come, and then there we go. To, he he is supposed to be better and looks better than a, a, a Brendan. They say so. Yeah, I was like, so so. Give a little details for any of our listeners who don't know exactly who you're talking about. I'm just uh, nothing too crazy, but that's uh, Paxton Harrison is the younger brother, 18 year old of uh, Brendan Aronson, the sensation, oh, future young player of the Premier League, Brendan Aronson. Yes. <laughs> okay. Nah, for real. Um, I love Brendan Aronson. I agree. Um, I'm going to do a little shameless plug right here. Guys, when I'm not doing this podcast, I'm actually, you know what I'm doing? I'm doing another podcast. Um, <laughs> and I'm co-producing. It's brand new. We haven't released our first episode yet, but I'm going to put it on everything. It's called 2Zip. It's a soccer podcast. We also have a Discord. It's a, a lot of fun. A lot of shit talking wild. But I'm plugging myself on that because I got to make an appearance. I'm usually behind the camera. But I made an appearance and uh, they were asking about like, Super draft, and I basically said Brendan Aronson was one of the picks of the year. Um, and then just to add to your Paxton Aronson, he's supposed to be better. I fully agree. This is a great shout out. He looks good too. He, he does. I'm pretty sure uh, he won the Golden Boot at the U19. What was it like Concacaf that America won mm -hmm. uh, this summer? And he was balling. A lot of that Amer young American team looks really good. Yeah, um, it, was, it was the yeah. U20s, but... The U20s, okay, perfect. Um, but yeah, even, Golden Boot... Even more winner. impressive. Yeah, and he's not... It doesn't look like he's going to slow down. I mean, he's got an older brother that's, that's like, making huge waves, so... Um, especially if he can play attacking midfield. That's, you said what, what? <laughs> that's what he is. Yep. I said especially if he can play attacking midfield. Right. All right, well, we all know Levy's listening, so we got to make sure Paratici's listening also. Send this to him. Smart buy, especially now smart with the league success, it's just going to lead to pot, like more people looking in the U.S. at Tottenham because of that. Exactly. exactly. I mean, you see what happened to Leeds. The thing I put in the Discord about Leeds basically being the number one team in America so fast, and they're now kicking Chelsea and a lot of other games uh, off of the prime time and down to Peacock uh, for this weekend, and that is just great to hear as an American. I know this is a Spurs podcast. It's so a World Cup year. We're going to talk a lot about America, um, but no. And France. Great. And France. We'll get <laughs> but We'll talk about everyone. Senegal, too. Yeah. Um, and how 
Brendan Aronson's gonna put one past. <laughs> but um, all right, I'm gonna answer the question for myself, but you guys already know the answer. We get one player. Don't say it again. <laughs> Do not know. I say this just for Nick's face, just for the look on Nick's face. <laughs> uh, but yes, you know the name, Adama, Baby Oil Triore. We all got scared. We all got butterflies Did for a not. good. And again, I'll say it again. That's why I didn't want to say it. You know, (laughs) I did not get scared. I knew there was going to be nothing to come of whatever he did. Nah, I mean, he got past us a few times. I think he just plays an attacking role, and that's what we need. I agree with you guys, but he's not like a center midfielder, so it's not exactly what we need. But uh, the only reason I say this is not even like, oh, this is the position we need. He's going for $10 You want to be financially smart? Just go, you know, flick the 10 million coin at him, you know? Like, That's let, not a bad deal. It's not a bad deal. So I'm trying to convince all Spurs fans it's not a bad deal. That's all I'm saying. Pretty bad it's, deal. It's not <laughs> 40 million. Where does he play? He can't defend. He can't play right back or like right wing back. He can't shoot, so he can't play right wing. He just... It, he just doesn't fit in our team. He, you put, he's not good. You put Emerson Roy out over him? Yes. Emerson okay. can defend. Yeah, Emerson, put, Emerson Matt Doherty over Well, yeah, Matt Doherty is a, a world international star player. He's running for him last year. Irish Messi. Yes, I get it. Yeah. Um, okay, well, both of those are fucking wrong. I'm sorry for cussing everyone. But <laughs> <laughs> now nah, that's just that's just a goodbye. You're right. Where does he go? I don't know. But you he know, goes him, goodbye. <laughs> you guys are whack. You think I don't know? Yeah, y'all whack. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right, we know this argument will never end, so we're just gonna move forward and pretend it didn't happen. All right. Uh, I'm fine with that. I would, I'm okay never hearing those words again. Well, you're gonna hear it a lot when he signs and scores. All right, we're done. We're done. <laughs> So looking forward, we don't have to look too far forward. Today is August 24th, which makes tomorrow August 26th. I mean 5th. All right. So August 25th, the Champions League draw. Something we as Spurs fans have been waiting for multiple years to get back to. I know I'm screaming everyone because it is that time. We get to figure out who we're going to play, what tickets and plane tickets we're going to buy. All this beautiful stuff. What days of the week we're going to need to ask off work or start coughing like three days ahead of time um, and why. So looking forward, we got all the pots out. Um, If you go to our Discord, we actually posted it in there, the different pots. And we're going to post on Instagram tonight. Let us know who you want. But we're going to do our picks for, you know, our our favorite pot. Um, Now... We're going to start with the bottom, and then we're going to work our way up um, with these pots. So we're going to do it one at a time. We're each going to do like our bottom, then we'll do the third pot, then we'll do the top one. So I need to pull open this image. Let's see. All right. right. So Matt, starting with you, and then we'll pass it back and forth. Matt, starting with you and pot four. Who is your favorite, like, lowest team? Obviously, this is the lowest team. There are some good teams in there. But who's your, who do you want to see in our group? 
and why. This is probably like one of the most important pods to pick from because it's like sometimes these can just be gimmies and you need those. Um, but yeah, so Matt, with this one, who do you who do you think we should? My my pick was Rangers, just because uh, I, I was feeling Scottish at the time. <laughs> you you <laughs> I, against Rangers? I was confused. I think yeah. you guys might have put Rangers. Sorry, Nick. I don't mean to spoil the fun. But uh, why would you want? I mean, yeah. But Nick, we'll pass it straight over to you. You also put Rangers, to my knowledge. Uh, why Rangers? What, you guys are just lazy. You don't want to travel far, or what? Well, I mean, I, that that honestly is part of it. I think it's Good nice part. that we don't we don't have to travel really yeah. much for that at all. I think that'll be huge for the squad. Um, if I if I had to pick a backup, I would pick uh, Maccabi Haifa just because. Uh, the amount of shit they talked about Kane being so bad and how they were going to trash us and then Kane scored the hat trick on him. I just want to see it again. Yeah. So for me, you know, I had one picked and now that we're talking about it, I'm kind of flip-flopping. So number mm-hmm. one was never Rangers. First off, uh, Rangers have two Americans on the team. That's uh, why Jay- I want to watch two. See, but I don't want to beat them. I don't want to knock them out. Oh. Yeah, sorry. going to knock them out. Yeah, but hopefully it's not us, and hopefully we don't have to do that. I hope but it's it was, us. That means we're yeah. advancing. Exactly, exactly. Um, so it's never going to be Rangers. Also, I watched the game today with Rangers versus PSV, and this was in Eindhoven, and they controlled the whole match. Uh, <laughs> they got better as the match went on. Like It was nil-nil most of the game, and as the match went on, they got better, and they scored, and the American got the assist. He is Brilliant. He needs to be at our, our our winter camp, whatever. He needs to be in that last 23. But so for me, that's it's difficult. It's getting harder and harder. I wouldn't want to play either of the Scottish teams because us as a British team, it would be a final in both legs. Like both teams are going to take it and fan bases are going to take it extremely serious. So going to, uh, you know, going away would be very difficult. So for me, I originally picked Copenhagen. For the same reason that Nick said, that it's like somewhat close. Um, we don't have to go extremely far, like all the way to Israel or something. But I'm thinking about it, and I don't know if Copenhagen's my pick. I might have to you know, flip-flop around because, to my knowledge, they're the best team in Denmark. And lots of times when we get these teams that are like, quote-unquote, small teams, to us, they're still like number one in their country. And those yeah. are teams that know how to win. And they will be extremely hard to break down and know where the back of the net is. So I'm going to actually switch mine, and we're going to write these down so we can uh, figure out who's going where. You guys already sent yours in. Oh, but yeah. I'm going to switch mine, and I kind of want your opinion on this, to either Marseille or Club Bruges. But I think Club Bruges is the same. Are they not the champions of Belgium? Yeah. So yeah. it's another team that's like champion-esque. So with that being said, I'm going to stick with my idea, and I'm going to go with Marseille. Marseille, they might huh? be. I haven't seen them play at all recently, but I think we could we could do something to a French team that's not PSG, you know. So I'm going Marseille for mine. Uh, what do you guys think on my pick? Because I, I made fun of your Rangers pick, but uh... <laughs> I like the Rangers pick. <laughs> we get it. <laughs> uh... well, I mean, they they what they Marseille came second in the French league last year behind. Uh, PSG. PSG, so yep. I think uh, I think you're running into the same problem. You're, you're playing, and I would even argue there that 
that's a much tougher league than maybe you know in Belgium or uh, uh, or somewhere so or Denmark yeah like yeah, yeah. So. okay well I is agree it, is that, it right I mean none of these games are going to be pushovers you know it's kind no, of like Champions, it's Champions League, league so. yeah. yeah the point of this tournament well with all that being said we can rush forward to pot three Nick I'm gonna let mm-hmm. you start your pick for pot three and why. Uh, I mean, a lot of my choices, I just went for entertainment. Um, there we go. I like- <laughs> so I picked uh, I picked Napoli on this one. I think it's a team that we can beat, but I think it'd be a, a really fun matchup. Um, yeah. But especially, I think we have some his- history with them. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. And you want to see you want to see Tangi play? I do want to see Tangi play as well. <laughs> um, I still have hope for the man, but yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's that's part of it. If you're on loan, are you allowed to play against your own team? Not in the, the Premier League. Yeah, but. I wonder if Champions League has rules like that. Um, but I think you're right. I think that would be entertaining. And um, I think we could win it. Also, we have this new like Italian you know, theme to Tottenham. <laughs> with yeah, we do. And everyone yeah. that we're... Really... So, but that, actually, that might be a good thing because they might know a little bit more about this team the stadium, the atmosphere, the what to expect than maybe some of these other teams. Um, so, Matt, who was your pick from Pot 3? Dortmund. Dortmund? Dude, that's a tough one. Alright, yeah. go on. I, I, I didn't pick on trying to breeze our way through, but... So, um, what? Uh, I mean, we, we played against Dortmund in our run-up to the Champions League final. Um... I I really thought that uh, I've always I've always liked their teams and uh, just uh, I want to I want to see that game. Yeah, I don't think Dorman is as strong now as they've been in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree, but I will say that that would be in very entertaining two legs. I mean, mm-hmm. the yellow wall and then the south side of you know Spurs Stadium. It'd be great. That's what Champions League's made. Also, the sun really just lights off against teams that wear yellow. So, this is true. And he, and he goes off in the Bundesliga. Yeah, exactly. True. Right. Um, That's why I don't want to play like Leverkusen. You know, I don't want to have any conflict for him. Or oh, I forgot he went. Yeah, he played for Leverkusen. Um, well, with that being said, I will jump into mine from Pot Three. I'm thinking about Spurs. I'm thinking about us going through and the easiest route through. Um. I went with Bayern Leverkusen. Now, there's a few reasons. Um, the German league is always difficult, and that could be one that Spurs line up and we're like, oh, we should win this, and then it's way more difficult than we think. But for me, there are five teams that came from Germany. Um, one thing I didn't want to do with any of these picks, like with Dynamo Zagreb or like even like uh, Club Bruges and stuff like that, is I wouldn't want to play not just the number one team, but just the sole team from a country um like Shakhtar Donetsk you know in this pot or even Salzburg because that's like you're playing against the whole country the whole country wants this team to win so with you know Bayern uh, Leverkusen there's five teams from Germany coming in I feel like it's just a little bit less I don't know excitement around the, the fixture and that just leads to hopefully us taking advantage so Mine was uh, Bayern, and it was kind of the complete opposite of what you guys said uh, <laughs> as far as entertainment versus easy people. So who did uh, you take in the first pot, then? 
first pot, I'm going Marseille. I'm just going to stick with it. I don't want to flip around too much. No, no, but... pot, pot one. Pot no. one. Yeah, yeah we're sorry. advancing oh, the okay. here. Oh, we're jumping. Okay, that's cool. Oh, yeah. So we well, already went two. through all our pots. Wait, wait, wait. We're, we're, we're pot two, so. Yeah, we yeah. can't take anything pot two. <laughs> I will say, though, it's almost better, in my opinion, I think, being in pot two. I oh, think my pot goodness, two. yeah. Hitters, bro. Liverpool, yeah. I guess we couldn't even play them. But also Barca, I mean, that's always going to be a hard game going to Camp Nou. Juventus. Hard. You know, Atletico, Sevilla. Atletico, Sevilla. Like, like, good too, you know. Um, so, all right. Pot one, obviously, this is going to be entertaining. Now, in this one, I didn't want to go for Frankfurt. I didn't want to go for what might be <laughs> easy. easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, for me, this was just like a weird pick. So, didn't want to go for Frankfurt. I didn't want to go for Bayern. I think that would probably be the hardest team in that group to play. Because they're going to do a 7-1 for, for just for fun. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, they don't have Lua. Yeah, they, didn't, they did it without Lua last time. It was Serge Gnabry, remember? <laughs> hey, that, that's not important. We've shut down many times. but um, So we wouldn't be able to get Man City because you, you don't pick from your country. Um, personally, for me, I was going for PSG. Oof. I think PSG would be an entertaining match, like, and I don't really fear them as far as like going to France and like just getting overwhelmed with all this pressure. Now I get it, Messi, fucking Neymar, all these things. We want to see entertainment. Let's do it, and let's see our boys match up against Messi, Neymar. Like, let's get them first game of our draw. You know, that would be awesome. I figured it out Noah's banking on coming in second in the group. By there just crushing go. lesser teams and then okay got it something uh, like that. <laughs> i mean I, I i was the opposite of, of opinions on this one i went with the easiest just because i don't want to play any of those tough teams so i went with uh fc porto i think they'll be porto yeah so I, my thought process was i'll take the simplest or e- quote easiest of the the top teams and the then, hard one the harder of the other ones that are still not necessarily going to be like the most difficult. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And Matt, last but not least, what are your thoughts on this uh, pot one? Oh, I went IX just for the history. Oh my gosh. Why would you do that? <laughs> the history, the history. man. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if they would even let the, the bus into the stadium, <laughs> let alone leave the stadium. If we win I mean, again, it, it was just, it's one of my all-time favorite moments as a Spurs fan, and I will forever remember that moment. And I, I just, I want to. Anytime we can play IX, I just want to do it. Hey, that's uh, it's just so memorable. No, I hear you. I do want to say about your pick, Noah. If we play PSG, I hope we just thrash them and get revenge for for Pochettino for the way they treat. Yeah, him. that's a great idea. See, I definitely agree with that. Also. Um, and I just think out of the big dogs, PSG, we could thrash. I feel like that's one where they would look at us and be like, oh, it, what is that team? Like, we're going to crush them. And then we come in and actually do something. Um, whereas I think Madrid's going to be difficult. Again, Bayern will be difficult. But Matt, I like your pick, Ajax. I mean, looking at your pot, you got Ajax, which is straight history. Then you got Dortmund, which is straight history. And then you got Rangers, which would be, you know, basically like a, a 
you know, as as close as you can get to being, yeah, uh, like a derby in the yeah in the Ex- Champions League. So I mean, that, these are exciting. No matter what, oh my, I, I'm I'm getting very excited just talking about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yep, guys. Well, those are our picks. Uh, I'm gonna put a little post tonight in the Instagram. Let us know who you would want to see for and for what reasons are you. Are you trying to travel? Are you going to be there? Or, you know, do you want to see us play in these historic stadiums? You know, what do you guys want to see? A few other shout outs. I just want to hear you guys a little bit more on, on Champions League. Some that would suck to get would be Inter Milan from Pot 3. <laughs> um, that would. And any other ones where you're like, all right, just please don't. Nick, what, what do you think? Anyone else that you're, you're just like, I don't want to see this team, Real Madrid, or who, who, who are you? I, I, Want to see, I don't want to see Madrid. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to see Munich. Munich is the best team in the yeah. world right now. They're, they're flying high. Mane was like the key piece for them. It looks like everyone was yeah. asking how are they going to score goals, but um, yeah. I mean, he was a key piece team. for Liverpool too. Yep. Looks, as we can see that way. <laughs> and, hey, I just I want to like little pat pat on the back myself when I said Liverpool is going to struggle without Mane this year. And it's how we could win the league. Yep. Good shout out. Great shout out. Actually, um, we said the same thing in our other podcast. We shouted out mm-hmm. that uh, Liverpool might be slipping and we are watching. Hopefully it continues. Yeah, I uh, hope so. It's, it's early, right? Arsenal yeah. took fifth and they had this poor start that they yeah. are. So anything's uh, possible. Matt, same question to you before we end this whole conversation. Anyone in any of these pots that you do not want to see us go up against? Nope. We're the best team in the world. We can win any game. I don't care who it is. Let's go. All right, guys. With that being said, I think that brings us to a great conclusion. Thank you guys for listening. If you made it this far, um, join the conversation on Instagram. Join the conversation on our Discord. We're getting more people now. Uh, It's turning into a lot of fun. Uh, The shit talking has begun. yeah. With that being said, and on Matt's sentiment, best team in the world, doesn't matter who we get, we got the draw tomorrow. But last for me, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Tip top Tottenham Hotspurs, the greatest team of the year. Tip top Tottenham Hotspurs, raise your glasses and give them a cheer.